0: That like coffee or water? It's a
1: coffee slurp. Oh, that's um. a lung slurp. Ah, it's a water slurp. Wow. Oh, that's uh.
2: delicious. God, there's nothing like freshly squeezed water. Nothing. Mm.
1: The only thing that you can drop a can of maybe-
2: water. I love so when we- there's. I love good pulpy water. You know, I don't. Mm. I don't like the nice smooth water.
0: Drinking bubble water? I get into bubble water for a little while.
2: I'm I am into bubble water. I do not own it at my house, though.
1: But when choice. I go out,
2: when I go out, I am I am willing to pay that extra three dollars for some bubbles. That's fair. That's all. That's also when you show the lady that you mean business.
0: That's if
1: true. you're drinking bubble water,
2: no, you go out. And they're like they go still sparkling tap, and you go. Sparkling, and that's when your girl looks at you and goes, "Oh wow, fancy!"
0: How you have an inverse correlation? That is an inverse correlation once you get married, since like, why are we spending three dollars on sparkling water? Yeah, totally true. I just
2: think it's pretty funny when people like yell tap before he even finishes because they just want that process to be over. (laughs) They're just like tap, and you're like, "Ew! Did you just like excitedly yell to drink tap water?" I always wish that when people ordered tap water that it truly was poured out of like a rusty faucet.
1: (laughs) With a lemon. Yeah. If you don't don't get traces of lead, it's not worth it. Yeah,
2: there's like some hobbit named Steve that like just pours out (laughs) your rusty faucet tap water. They want tap water. They always want tap water. And he's just got like jugs of like brown tap. That's my dream.
1: Why does the hobbit sound like... Like a New York mobster, because
2: <laughs> that's you know people that live in a basement send, tend to sound like that.
1: Yeah, it could have sounded like Schmiegel or something, right? <laughs> stupid, stupid Bleacher with the preciouses, sparkling swatterses. Mm, yeah, that could be it too.
0: Steve's the same guy who gives you the bad cut of steak when you order it well done.
1: Yes, yeah. mm. <laughs> with ketchup on the side,
0: and the lemon. He gives you that lemon slice, what, Russ?
2: Uh, That's another funny thing that I think about hmm, food is if they wear. serve food with some form of litru- citrus, people immediately take it and just spritz it over it.
1: Well, you are suppo- Well, some things you're supposed to. Right? Supposed
2: like, to. You don't have to do shit. It's your food. But I'm just saying, like people, like they get Brussels sprouts and they get lemon. They're like, Pff! and it's like, or, ew, you could, no, or you could try them first and see if you want lemon on them. I just think I like watching people at restaurants because I think that a lot of people are too afraid to like do what they want, so they're just like sitting there, like doing the call and response of what restaurants are.
1: It's like an episode of Chopped gone. gone That was your miniature Seinfeld routine. All right.
0: Speaking of, I heard um, speaking of mundane things. I heard got a lot of feedback on my music taste. Oh yeah, people hate it. it.
2: I would spend the whole show on it to be
0: honest. Russ, do you have anything here on me?
1: It's, you have. you're so screwed up in the head. I I, mean, I will
0: I will seed. I'm not I'm not Oh wait. Hold no, on no, no. a second. Nope. Nope. This wait. isn't the Under Armour thing. I'm not declaring This is totally wrongness. the Under Armour thing. No, it's not. I'm not declaring wrongness. Music and musical taste are completely subjective. True. Uh-huh. So, Okay. I will and see subjectively that
2: it, your music taste is fucking weird. <laughs> I agree.
0: I will I will see Lollipop, that my Lil Lollipop. Wayne, <laughs> my Little Wayne take is is um terrible. Un, unique. No, not yeah, terrible. I, Awful. I will see that it's different. I've never called him the greatest rapper of all time. I just think that one particular verse is is the best that I've ever heard and I'm And I'm, that is I'm maybe that's honest. true. Okay. That means
1: you also haven't listened to a lot there of good go. verses, that, I that, guess.
0: fit oh, totally fair. I'm a Lil Wayne fan. I don't think he's the greatest rapper of all time, but I do enjoy some of his songs. I like Hot Revolver. We talked about this after we got off last week. His little rock phase. I thought Hot Revolver was his number two song behind the uh, the remix to Lollipop. Lollipop and that's what's
2: incredible. Like I, have, like, I have friends that are really big Little Wayne fans that wouldn't even put them in the top ten.
0: <laughs> no, they're not as cultured as culture I am. Um, no,
2: that's the thing. No, the, those. That's the funniest thing is... Those songs are the tap water of Lil Wayne music. Where it's like that was on the radio. That's like saying like a oh, millie is like your third favorite.
0: I don't like Millie at all. Uh I do lo- I do like uh Miss Officer. Okay. That gets it moving. Um gets what moving? <laughs> I mean the hips. It gets the it hips moved. going. It's the hips. <laughs> uh what else he got? I, he's, Anytime he's
2: And me and the lady sit down, I put on a little Lil Wayne and it moves.
0: Guy, I got real into him in 2008. After Michael Phelps declared that he listened to him before his big races, I was like, "Man, this guy's got to be on some shit." So I got into a little. Wayne See, and that. it
2: does all link down with Under Armour, because you, it, were, it like, you right were like, you were like Jordan Speth Come on, people love his shoes. And then you're like, you know where I find my hip hop music <laughs> from Michael Phelps? I take his recommendations.
0: Side note: If you ever, if you follow Michael Phelps on Facebook, he'll do these. Damn, Facebook- that's a
2: weird sentence.
0: He'll do these Facebook <laughs> Lives where he just like sits on his couch and he's like watching football and he does, hey, guys, what's going on? He is dumb as a bag of rocks. He'll hold a 20-minute phone conversation trying to interact with, with his followers and he's got – there is nothing. He'll show uh, his wife. He'll show his kid. He'll repeat the same phrase 50 times. It's disappointing. Like, wow, the greatest uh, oh, oh, Olympia of all time is dumb.
2: I am so fascinated by his story so he is like the biggest star ever in sports and he hates swimming and then he goes and tries to golf and then he becomes a professional poker player and he believes that his star will translate afterwards and then he loses all of his money so then what does he do he has to get in the dreaded pool again and he gets in and he wins more gold medals but he still just wants to be famous for anything that's not swimming. Then he has to go and race a shark, kind of, on television. And I, I'm just Bad. fascinated by the, the plight of the Olympic athlete, who's who they are the biggest stars once every four years. And then after that, no one cares anymore, and they just want to talk about anything other than that. And everyone's like, hey, remember that time you swam? Ugh. What a life. It's so – it's fascinating to
0: me. I, I agree with you, and I, I love actually love this conversation. I'm a big Olympics guy, Winter Olympics, shout out, five months, whatever it is. Not even. It's coming up sooner than that, oh, right? Thank
2: God you shouted the Winter Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I, knew what
0: that was. Right? I love I, – same as you. I love the stories. I love the prepackaged people, the pieces. I know people complain oh, no, about – oh, I don't love no, the I,
2: stories as much. I love no, I the fact it. that they come and then they go and then we're like – Like, people are like, oh, my God, Simone Biles, bigger star than LeBron. And then, like, five months later, people are like, what? Who's that?
0: No, I I agree. That's what I'm saying. I I was just going on a tangent there. I I like that everyone complains that NBC doesn't show the things. I actually like the pre-produced pieces. I like the stories. But, yeah, part of that is when they're done – you're like, oh wow, these people are so big, and then you forget that they're not going to do anything for at least four years, if ever again. That's what that's what kind of makes the Olympics great. You're like, this person has this is their one chance in a lifetime to be relevant. Like, what? Ah, oh,
1: I need it.
2: Oh, this is a good idea. I'm
1: gonna miss. So Fox. play that
2: music, and then Russ, tell a story about who Kyle is. Like, do a pre-packaged piece about Kyle.
1: There was once a man named Kyle Scott. He uh, he was what's a blogger, and one day he got into the pool. It was a, a an event that changed his life forever.
0: Uh, terrible. I need more Bob Costas out of that voice, Russ, or uh, Mike Tirico. Um, yeah, you're
2: doing old-time newsreel.
1: Yeah. I, I want I, I like the, the old-timey, yeah. the false the old-timey the nature boy. of it.
0: But, but, so, like, you're right. They have one chance to make it, and then they're irrelevant for four years. That's why I thought his shark thing... That's that's it's something a guy who's so been bad. out of the game for ten years does. Michael Phelps is still way too new and has way too much fame percent, potential. He's one of the few, along with Bruce Jenner, Caitlin, who has progressed past whatever. Uh, progressed past like just your Olympic fame. But yeah, I think it's interesting too. I think when you see like like these gymnasts kind of like always clinging on to things, um, like it, it's yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm very fascinated by that. I don't think Michael Phelps was broke, though. <laughs> just looking at his house, like my, I think Michael Phelps is just fine. But I am concerned about that Discovery Channel shark thing. That's a that's a yep. desperate. I need some quick cash grab, and I'm I'm perplexed by that one.
1: He's got an AI gambling issue. He might. Anyway, I
0: I anyway the Lil Wayne thing. So, anyway, I will see your that music wrong takes, in that music Swift. Takes are terrible. Let me They're just, just bad. <laughs> Here's... Here. Let's why, put aside Michael why Jackson. Why is it going to be Real more quick. rationalizing?
1: Real, you already, you already gave your reasoning on pop, Wednesday.
0: Stop, pop. People are coming at me for the Taylor Swift thing. Pop, they're they're forgetting. I'm comparing it against other pop albums. I'm not comparing them against Led Zeppelin, The you, Doors, whatever no, but, hipster current band you hold on, whatever hipster current band you're currently like. I'm comparing it against like genuine top forty pop. When I say pop, I'm talking like radio pop. If you want to set aside Michael Jackson from that conversation, totally fine. But name me another traditional pop album that's better than that. You can't. Like that's the thing. I'm not comparing it against the greatest bands, guitarists, lyricists like uh, Bob Dylan. No. Like I'm comparing it against pop, and as far as it goes against pop, 1989 is the best. Tell me, find me another album. Find me another singer who put out a better album. Go ahead. I will wait for even someone to broach the conversation with. So them.
2: this is what I always I don't like these discussions because it turns back on the person that's right. It's like, oh yeah, well name me something better and it's like, I don't want to do the work to prove something that I know is correct so I'm just going to end yeah. it and then I know I Kyle understood. Kyle's going to go, what? see, I was right. And I'm gonna I don't go, need this, you to even say it was better no, but you, this you is, haven't this even put is forth perfect, like a possible well, listen, candidate. Well, listen, this is, yeah, this is the problem. We, so exhausting. We want this to be one. the American
1: court system where you have to defend yourself and you made this the British court system where yeah. we uh, where well, we brought the charge against you but now we are somehow responsible for the burden of proof because that's not there isn't like
0: you're putting her up against just like if i were to say Justin Timberlake had the best pop out, you would probably scoff as much but like those are the people she's going up against mm. so even if you think what is there's pop, a pop anyway that's what my, i'm talking like pop. <laughs> yeah i'm talking top 40
1: <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 sick and tired of hearing... Oh my god, he's
0: great! And perfect. by the way, you could put a Bruno Mars album up against
1: her. Like I would yeah, respect that. Would have been, I would have had an, I, I think there's. Right? I think it's a little bit of an argument for that. But Pop, or is Adam Pop? pop, I mean, pop like is... I,
0: you're talking about whitest. Like you can't go bring it in like Wu Tang That to me, that's not pop. That's <laughs> <What>? hip hop. That... <laughs> well, I know you're a hip hop guy, but I'm not. Just putting the, way her up
2: against the way you said Wu The way you said Wu Tang was so condescending there's... to <laughs> By the way, Wu Tang hasn't made an album in like 20 years. You're like, you all mentioning
1: some? Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> oh, God, who is it who kids like this? Did some in sync and Morgan Freeman. Uh, if nothing You're still is your best impersonation. Yeah, that so is your best one. Yes, you would like that, wouldn't you? Um Listen, if, if nothing no, else. Good. We gotta get the your, your, so. <laughs> your terrible music takes led us to laugh, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Look. I don't. Think it doesn't really make me angry. I just enjoy the faux I just, anger. I just want to point out again, though, that like the qualifier of well, you got to take Michael Jackson out of the equation means that that it no it no longer stands up on its. Quality. I w- it's, I would
0: put it I would no oh I would own gosh. the Michael Jackson thing, what but I'm willing no. I'm willing to see that he is such a different pop- human being Fleet and breed Mac. like breed of artist that you could you can remove him from this. I'll keep him in it and still my stand will my claim will still stand. But I will allow thriller. one to remove yeah, him mind. from the conversation. What about Lady Gaga? You could put one of her albums up there. Like, those kid. are the people I'm comparing her against. It's not like. You want to
1: hear Russell Dylan.
2: get a music boner? What about the Gorillas?
1: Ah, I like the oh,
2: They're okay. Uh, like you girls.
0: pronounce it Gaga? Or, that's intentional, I assume. That was intentional. Yeah. Okay. That I don't was really. Intentional. She's Nothing good, too. I do is what was her two albums ago? What about Kanye? Bad Kanye Romance. Like, that album was pretty good. Kanye, no, to me, Kanye's the hip-hop. Like, he doesn't get included there. Man. Mm. I mean, you could argue that,
1: like, you a Jay- Justin. The, how about the a, a Justin a Jay- Timberlake 2020 experience? That was a good one. <laughs>
0: that's, again, that's that's fine. Those are the people she's going up against. That was a great album. That was a great tour. You haven't lived until you've seen Justin Timberlake do Mirrors live.
1: I'd definitely but, have to put No yeah, Strings I'm Attached alive. by NSYNC up there. It's a... Uh, Totally what like are fair. your favorite pop albums of the all time? Six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. Oh yeah,
2: so that was really interesting. That article yeah. you had on the website about uh, was it 97.5 that wants a lot of callers? Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I gotta was be honest, that Kyle?
0: As the the managing editor of Crossing Broad, I I'm gonna save you. Hold on. I read like half of it because I was ordering, uh. I was ordering shirts all day yesterday.
1: No. Oh. So. Yes, it was the 97.5 new program director who had been asked about what the, the, his thoughts on phone calls and sports talk radio was. And he said that 97.5 taking more calls than WIP is an advantage because callers are what people listen for.
2: Interesting. So I think we can use this to our advantage. I think that if you're listening right now to The Crossing Broadcast, let's try something. If they really want callers on 97.5, call up 97.5. If you're listening to a show, you can even do the, you know, long time listener, first time caller and whatever they're
1: talking about,
2: whatever they're talking about, just go, you know, what's funny. They were actually talking about this on The Crossing Broadcast all av- available on iTunes and then say whatever you want, but just say that right in the beginning. And then just let's see what happens. Just keep bringing up Crossing Broadcast on 97.5 because if they want callers, let's just give the call a little twist, you know? And then if you want to do like a, a Howard Stern Baba Booey, but just call it and be like Crossing Broadcast, Crossing Broadcast, Crossing Broadcast. And if anyone can do that and then get hung up on and it has audio recording, I'll bet you Kyle <laughs> put it up on his website and then you could be like website famous. And awesome. then you can race a shark on Discovery in like six months, and we'll call you desperate.
0: <laughs> what do you think? What's the Paul? phone number? I'm What's all the phone in on number? that. If that becomes a thing, I'm I'm all. I like I like better better than shouting it because then they'll just start calling people off, and then they're gonna get mad at us, which I yeah. don't care about. But. I do like
1: fake callers. I
0: like every topic they talk about. Someone calls in and says, "Oh yeah, they're talking about this on the crossing broadcast to the point where it becomes like, what the fuck? What's going
2: on here? Or like if they have like a really unique opinion, just be like, did you get this idea from the crossing broadcast? And then just pause. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, I think that we should do this. I think if, if it happens, we will celebrate the shit out of you. The amount of retweets and favorites that are coming your way, holy
1: shit. It's going to be Adam. like a
2: bread basket at Olive Garden.
1: This shit is going to be wild. <laughs> let's do it. I want this to be like bottom, bottomless soup and salad bar. Yeah, like, let's
2: make this a meme thing where you have somebody record you calling into the radio and then record you doing it and then tweet it at us. And, oh, yeah, let's just collect a fucking montage. I'm down. Kyle's I would out have the website.
0: The website yep. is available for your fame. So yes. if this happens, you you guaranteed to make the website. Kyle. Anonymously make sure you have the audio, or with your radio. name however you would yep. like it.
2: This would be as valuable to me as the discount that you could get at Cozy Jewelers.
0: I don't know, Adam. It's coming up on that time of year. Five hundred dollars does sound like a lot of a discount if you're in the market for the Sure an it engagement, does, Kyle. Right. If you're in the market for an engagement ring. Um right now it is November 17th. Black Friday is a week from today, Jeez. which is Bananas, uh Cozy Jewelers, haven't family bought owned. I have a body I'm so screwed. Go to Cozy. <laughs> family owned and operated in the heart of But I don't Newtown. want to go to
2: downtown, Kyle. Like it's too much hassle to go to downtown. Jewelers like two row. bullet
0: points ahead of me. You're two bullet points ahead of me. I Just know, go with it, Kyle. It's,
1: this, the it's the same ad read. You know, you don't actually have to go to Center City, Adam. Really? Where do located, I, I go? Well, I believe they're located in the Western Philly suburbs, Kyle. What what county is that again? Is that a? It's the heart
0: of Newtown what? Square in the Edgemont oh. Shopping Center. Oh, that's very well, doable. That?
1: Huh? Well, the, that sure makes me want to go buy some jewelry. How, but how are the Yelp reviews, Kyle?
0: Yelp reviews are terrific. They okay. have star, uh, 4.9 stars on Google reviews, 5 stars on Yelp. Damn. They're going to have 20% off next Friday on Black Friday. If you go in anytime between now and then or on Black Friday and mention Crossing Broad or Crossing Broadcast. Or just if you're passing by, walk in and say our damn name.
1: That yeah. helps. And then buy
0: something once you're in there. Um, Wait a but- second.
1: Wait a second. MapQuest.com, Cozy Jewelers, 10 out of 10 rating based on 13 reviews. Don't stop there. Now I'm just kidding.
2: Time out. will stop there. One, who uses MapQuest? <laughs> I Googled Two, it. <laughs> who puts reviews on MapQuest? <laughs> I don't know. That's incredible.
0: Huge congratulations Ooh, wow. to Cozy for having the MapQuest. Uh, yeah. Ten, five stars or ten stars? Ten stars. I didn't ten out that of know. Cool. You know, ten. You know, out of you know ten. An amateur, recommend. And not take anything away from Cozy. It is an amateur rating system when you're still using ten stars. Uh, just because people are like inclined to always leave between eight and ten or one and the rest are useless. Anyway. That's it's wrong. Weird. Weird, weird Wrong. thing there. So anyway, uh, walk in twenty percent off on Black Friday, or now between now and Black Friday, if you mention Crossing Broad or Crossing Broadcast. If you're thinking of popping the question and you want to go in and take a look at rings, you will get five hundred dollars off a custom engagement ring when you mention us. The guys there are great; they will walk you through the four Cs and everything you need to know how they source their how they source their diamonds. Trust me, there's a lot that goes into this. I've we've heard from readers who have told us that they are terrific and have been super helpful and there is a bad experience you could have at a jewelry place that is not what you will get at cozy we've gotten tremendous feedback from people we've heard from obviously their reviews they're friends of the show um please tell them we sent you they are a certified Movado watch dealer really great expensive pricey but discounted christmas presents if uh, you're in the market for it this season so please check them out it's cozyjewelers.com c-o-z-z-i jewelers.com located in newtown square super accessible from just about everywhere in the pa suburbs uh you take 476 coming from 95 from the turnpike whatever as adam said if you don't want to go downtown this holiday season trust me i don't blame you if you're a suburban person which is a substantial chunk of our audience Please check out Cozy in Newtown Square. It's very accessible. It's big. It's 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 a nice-looking store. Um, there's <laughs> there's there's a supermarket right there in that wow. shopping center so you can knock out two for one. What anyway, are some other things you Cozy like to knock doors, out for Six sponsoring out. this and Anthony, uh, Anthony Sanfilippo's flyers coverage on the website.
2: Yeah, we're going to need to go ring shopping for what the Sixers are winning.
0: The um my four seed prediction is looking better. You're what? What
1: did you have a four? What?
0: You don't read Crossing Broad. No, I do it all the time. Mm, mm.
2: What did you make? A prediction about what?
0: A couple of weeks oh, ago. No, you made it, a, a four I said they're, be, they're beginning to look like a four seed. Did the season? Me. Oh. Yeah, it was like it was, like,
1: begin- it was
2: That's probably after prediction. the Jazz win. That's not a prediction.
1: Nope. I th- mm. uh, prediction is before I was the pretty, season. I was pretty sure that I had the uh, the highest seeding of the three what of us. What did you say? I think I had said fifth seed likely. What did I say? Barely make the playoffs, maybe not. Well, then again, you had the bet that they're not going to make the playoffs, so I don't know.
2: Well, yeah, I just took it because it was fun to make a bet.
1: Hmm. Fuck you, Russ. I feel like... Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, too. I feel
0: like mine qualified as a prediction. No, because... My literal... Kyle's going to be
2: like at the All-Star break. He's like kind of feeling like they're going to get an All-Star.
1: I'm not saying that there's going to be an all-star this is the week before you're right the week before the voting comes out i'm not saying that there's going to be an all-star but ben simmons is leading right now and i'm thinking there's a pretty decent chance that he becomes an all-star and then it, and then it captain happens.
0: captain hedge over here making fun of me this was in the morning Somebody wood post a morning wood post on november 6th and the section heading was four seed and i wrote this isn't just about the Eagles. The Sixers have arrived. They're five and four. Mere possessions away. They have tuss- tough tests coming up on the road. Yada, yada, yada. Um, the addition, uh, t- 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 where did I say four seed?
1: <laughs> you said it on the podcast, I think, oh, like, yeah. I to... on Wednesday. That's why you're not going to be able to find oh, it. Oh,
0: you know what it was? I, that was the second time I mentioned it on November oh. 2nd in the morning, Wood. Thank oh, you very thank much. God. It. In the, Get ahead. You guys talk. Oh, here it is. Our Slack chat is a little raucous right now. Here's the line: Our Slack chat is a little raucous right now. I posited the idea that the Sixers, with a few breaks, could play in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. We're out ahead of our skis <clears throat> for sure, but they've they already resemble a four seed. Fight me. I would say that's a prediction where I come
1: from. A little late to the party.
0: Anyway, I guess we'll, I, does we'll anyone ag- does that. anyone agree that cannot be the case? That can be the case at this point.
1: I think everybody's getting a little bit excited, which is fine. What Joel and B
0: did the other night, I think is clouding is is overshadowing the fact that they come out of this road trip three and two, including two wins in LA and the fact that they are eight and six after 14 games. Let's figure they they lose on Saturday though my parlay's looking better and better, Russ. Uh, the worst case they come out of these first 15 games, eight and seven. I always go back to Kevin's early season post about the difficulty of their first 15 games, especially given the many road games they've played. He predicted four or five wins and then was telling people that's not a bad thing. If they come out of there with five wins, they, the schedule lightens up for like several months. And then they finish the season with a ton of home games, plenty of opportunities to make the playoffs starting five and 11. The fact that they're going to come out of that eight and seven, including fourth quarter leads that were blown late, like, They're mere possessions away from from coming out of this with 11 wins. I know you can't if, if, if. I get that. But for a team that had just been assembled, had never played together um, that early in the season, on the road against the Wizards, the home game against the Celtics, games like that, the Rockets game, like they shouldn't have even have been in those games, really. They really are truly like potentially a very good team this year. And you consider that Markel Fultz has barely played when if he is even a shell of himself in some capacity this year and can just create his own shot, which is really all they need him to do on a handful of possessions, huge contribution. Like, that, that that is enough. I saw someone tweet the other day, it doesn't matter if Markel Fultz sucks, doesn't matter if he's a bust, like, it might not matter. The Sixers can be that good with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Anything they get from Fultz, which could still potentially be number one player contributions, like puts them over the edge in years to come.
1: I just I think it, a really good narrative that was that I think ended up getting lost a little bit because Joel was so good and Ben screwed around and almost had a triple double was the fact that you know, there was there was there was a really, really intriguing matchup that happened between the number one and number two overall picks in the draft in that game and Lonzo only outscored Markel by two points.
0: Hey Yeah,
2: that was my joke.
1: Yeah, sorry. you
0: did, you literally stole Adam's punchline.
2: Yeah, I had someone at work, you would go, "Hey, that was good.
0: It was good. Wow, very good." Did you see? Is I it, used it on the it, website. What, what the fuck? Everyone's just using it. I, I posted go. your tweet.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. Good shit.
0: Edited your tweet. Maybe you should read.
2: Uh, what I what I'm re-
1: actually the, o- sorry, I,
2: well, no, no, go for it. Steal more. The
1: the other the other, <laughs> if you're not stealing, you're not trying. If. Uh, if nothing else, the other number one and two matchup was interesting, Simmons versus Ingram. Uh, I think it was Ingram's best game of the year. I, you can argue that it was the best game of his career to this point. Um, I think that was a narrative that had gotten lost in the, in the fray of everything else. I mean, I know that we like to compare Lonzo and Ben because a bunch of morons in the national media wanted to say that Lonzo was going to stack up to Ben, which um, two games in a row he didn't play the fourth quarter. Sounds like a real leader magic. Um, the the issue, I guess, I I kept coming back to is Engram was a guy that a lot of process people wanted. He was a guy that there the rumors had been that Henke that was high on. And I think he still looks good. I think he could still be a really good player. But, like, for a guy who was such a great shooter in college, looked like he was going to be, like, the next Durant, being so long, lanky, and having what seemed like unlimited range at... at you know his early career, even the short career in college, he had a good game, but he has not played well thus far in his career. He's he's very, I don't know, he's he's incredibly undersized, weight wise, especially. But he had a, a pretty decent game. But ben, he, Ben again, like these this... ten o'clock games for me
2: are mm-hmm. like they're brutal. I love them so much, but they're so brutal. Like I love looking at me, like oh, it's one ten. Super excited that that just ended, and then like I have to make all of my picks for Thursday. And I usually start at like ten o'clock on Wednesday. Ten a.m.
0: So... Oh my god! What? How are you up by then?
2: What? No, no, no. Hold on a second. No, I usually start Buster. doing all of my picks for Thursday morning at ten p.m. at night. Oh. So okay. I sent in my picks Wednesday night at three in the morning, because I overthink every game. And that's just how long it takes me. You're so right, I said, put in, a
0: dartboard up and then blindfold. I probably it should just up.
2: fucking do that at this point. But uh, I go into work on Thursday and they're like, why did you send your picks at three in the morning? Because it gets sent to like 80 people.
0: Are you the guy who copies your boss on like crazily timed emails to make it seem like you're working harder? No,
2: because I don't even know who my boss is. Like I'm in this weird zone where it's like, I don't like even like terror. have a
0: manager. They're like, hey, Adam, like, have
2: you filled out this yet? And I was like, I don't feel like it. Like, it's just a good spot to be. I really like it. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching the game on NBC Sports Philadelphia, and I'm watching because uh, I like Zoom Off, and I forgot that the game was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I went on Twitter, and I was like, man, there's a lot of people watching the Sixers right now. How is this possible? And I didn't realize that it was on ESPN. Dude, I we need to start chronicling the shit that Zoom Off says because it's the fucking best. Like, when he drops a mama, we're coming in for a landing, I get so excited. When he just starts dropping partner all the time, listen, partner, oh, it's fucking awesome. Garbage like in the Woody, cold. Woody, amongst Woody, the trees.
0: You sound like someone who hasn't watched the Sixers in a decade if you think any of that is new. No, uh, no, I Sixers. never said it
2: was new. I'm just no, saying yeah, okay. that it feels fresh because they're good. Like, when he was saying that shit and they sucked, I was like, man, Zoomov's losing a step. But now that they're good, I was like, "Put Zoom off in my veins. This is I, incredible."
1: Lock all windows and doors. Yeah, I love it. I still love it. I hear I a hear's... healthy, a healthy three. Ooh, that's, that's always a three. Been, that's that's always been one that I I don't know on where he picked that up or like on the seesaw is good. I don't I don't know where he picked up healthy three, but I kind of like it now that they have guys who can actually shoot threes. Uh. I will good. say this because like for the process years... But dude,
2: hold on. We we didn't get to talk enough about how fucking <laughs> Hollis, incredible Hollis what Embiid did. Wait, real like, quick,
0: your zoom off point. Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. agree with you. I want I I had I didn't realize it was on ESPN. I'm always amazed how the NBA has that weird thing where the home market can still broadcast games that are on ESPN. It's nice. I love it. Not even the home market, the home the home markets. That always I don't know. I kind of like the event of a national game where I don't have to decide. Take that decision out of my hands. I would, I would appreciate that. Mm. I just like, if it's on national TV, give the announcers a day off. It's fine. However, I don't want to make that decision. It's too much responsibility. Because uh, so I'm never let me sure. Hold on. Because ESPN has that like cool like little motion thing going on on their camera, and it looks a little bit more like a movie. I, I still do not know exactly what it is that makes ESPN broadcasts look different than local ones.
1: The resolution. I,
0: no, no, Comcast broadcasts in 1080, ESPN's in 720, that's the crazy thing. The resolution's higher on Comcast, but for some reason that's, it has I like... I know, a,
1: that's why I'm saying, it yeah, looks different.
0: Yeah, I know, but it has like a more dramatic feel on ESPN, all the national networks. I don't know what's different, it drives me nuts. Anyway, take that decision out of my hands. I thought about it the other night, and Adam, I actually usually go for the national broadcast to feel like I'm part of the event. I went with Zoom off, I'm like, yeah. I'm... I I like the dynamic between him and Allah, and Molly does a great job. Like, they do a great broadcast. And however, I don't
2: have to listen to fucking pop culture Lonzo takes
1: the whole time. Very true. Like, I'm only right, so, here in
2: Sixers. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Lakers.
1: Like, I have a. Crisma's however,
2: was good, but I'm out.
1: Well, I've got a however is I guess, if you watch the ESPN telecast. See, I I agree to a point. I'll DVR the Sixers broadcast so I can hear Zumoff get super hyped over over the big moments. Oh, but I want yes. I like to. Yeah, I like to hear. That was. Don't repeat that. Uh, I I like to hear the national perspective. I was ready to flip back to to uh, NBCSN Sports Philadelphia I because I was you know I wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to become Alonzo Lovefest, which it wasn't. It was it was really strange like Mark Thank Jackson you for
0: watching out for us
1: yeah well no I'm just saying like because I was I was ready to flip to flip it off but they were so high on Joel and on Ben
0: I had my Twitter fingers ready
1: they didn't really I don't even remember them making too much of a mention of Fultz at all like they they didn't run seven graphics about the saga the yeah. saga of, of Fultz's shoulder all that but they were critical of Lonzo which I was getting a kick out of like Mark Jackson kept talking about the fact that, like, Lonzo's confidence at this point is going to be shattered if they don't if they don't play him in fourth quarters. He had, they had I think it was in the second quarter and the third quarter, Lonzo shoots a wide open three, clanks side iron, gets it back, like, tip, tip, back out to the top of the arc, and Jackson's like, well, he's got to shoot this one, and he does, and it's even worse. And then finally, like, they start talking about I guess, like, the one moment they talked about Lonzo, it wasn't about his playmaking. It wasn't about how he was a highly touted player. It was about how he looks like garbage, and I loved it. If only it they was, could turn him into gold. Ooh.
0: Nice. Thank you. So, oh, anyway, like it, it, was, it,
1: was, it was an interesting telecast to listen to. I was really hoping for Mike Breen. I'm a big Mike Breen fan. I think if hey, it was
0: A foul. A foul, bosh! Bang, foul. Bang. bang, bosh! Bang. Foul, foul! Bang,
1: uh, guys.
2: <laughs> but like, Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> but you guys both had Tourette's, like really hard. Bang, <laughs> guys. Breen, guys, I used to hate Breen for crazy those things. But you guys they like have grown both. On f- me. You both have figured out one word that you do well for Breen. So Rush <laughs> just kept yelling "bang," and Kyle just kept yelling "foul" because that's the word that you've narrowed in on. Mine is Alicia Leslie puts it in. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's a good one too. It's a good one too. But the fact that you went Lisa Leslie, <laughs> bang!
2: How did you come up with? Well, because he used to do game. W. He used to do WNBA I, all I the time. I get that,
0: but for all for all the games he's done, for all the great some people games I say
2: well in his voice, and I can't <laughs> do it with other people. Some people like he's called like, like,
0: like seven hundred LeBron finals games, and you go with Lisa Leslie.
2: It's part of the joke, Kyle. You're learning. You're learning
1: comedy now. It's got to be a little abstract. <laughs> Here we Real go. Co- uh, Let me tell wait, wait, you about wait, wait. who my favorite comedian <laughs> of all time was. Uh my Kyle's favorite Dane, comedian like I really Cook. liked I really liked that fan from uh Last Comic Standing season Kyle 2. Kyle is definitely a Dane Cook guy. I loved
0: oh, yeah. I loved Dayton Cook back in the day I saw him in Nobel. Uh way. that's way, I saw him the day. And, you
1: probably still
0: love that's
2: him. That's the popular I, now, take for Dane Cook is Oh, I loved him, but not anymore. Like, I that's saw what him, I him I at, always here.
0: Nova, when he did that tourgasm thing where he had the HBO special, they went around. Villanova, I think, was the one school on that tour that would not allow them to call it Torgasm because it was a Catholic school. So, like, there was the same show, and it was on HBO because they had, like, that do- weekly documentary, like, 24-7 style thing. But they made a big deal about how they were not allowed to call it tourgasm. Anyway, he was funny back in the day. But my, ha- my zoom-off thing is this there's a little bit of video game announcer in him that those it's like, he has to mention those phrases, even if they're not really necessary. Like he goes into this script where something will happen and there's junk in the middle. And it's like a 12 point game with eight minute or two minutes to go. And he's like, Oh, he's turning garbage in the goal. It's like, all right, Mark, like we could, we could cool it on the phrases, like in certain situations. I like him. I think he does a terrific job, but I feel like sometimes he just goes, <laughs> he's just like scripted and he's amongst the trees. Like, he's got to get it in it. there i, I like, so like when it i love when i, Abinale, with, with their-
2: I like when abden ali makes a joke and he, he doesn't just laughs laugh. no i like when he doesn't like abden ali the other night was like uh was uh, when uh, mb got in that fight with reed he's like and you know what they say reeds bend and uh zoom was like oh yeah and i was like <laughs> that's what i yeah, that's what i'm <laughs> hearing and, and, and zoom was like all right cool and i was like yeah oh that was great uh, dude, Allah fucking...
0: himself laughs at everything though. Like when there's a big basket, like Allah, he just too. chuckles. No, I know. He's yeah, good.
1: he's he's good. He filled in that Malik role really well. And Molly is Eric good Snow though. Will. I feel
0: bad for her. I don't know if in the moment she picked up on the sixty nine comment. If she, she did, that. she she just shrugged she it off. She held it together. Like a she's champ. a pro. But yeah, she's good. But I I feel like she just missed it, and and Embiid was like looking for thoughts. A little...
2: Thoughts on Kevin Hart. Uh, Kyle was moving up in the rankings for me. Oh, because Kyle was out on on Kevin Hart. Was Was it? Was it the cheating on his wife that got you into the higher in the rankings? Oh, did he?
1: That's awful.
2: God, like, are we looking at different pop culture stuff? I think we are. (laughs)
0: Okay. You I didn't just see, assume you didn't see, that most celebrities are cheating on their wives. Like you didn't the, see that Kevin Hart... was not assaulting yeah. anyone. I think he's I probably saying. in the right. No, the reason
2: it was so notable is that Kevin Hart apologized for something oh, before the news those. came out. And then like a week later, <laughs> it came out that he cheated. He's like, I just want to apologize in advance. He did the but, rare pre-apology.
0: That's, well,
1: I, that I, I that is it. that is that is rare. Yeah. I, I just, I just expect. He's funnier He's funnier in movies than he is in his stand-up. Is uh, where I sit. Is I, where I, I might go the other Kevin way on that, Russ. But I I, I would to I me, identify with Kevin Hart, being a small guy who tries to crack jokes. Small kid from differences, the differences you know Russ. Difference, when I, differences he's actually funny. Russ,
2: when I thought of you, I went I when I explain what the show is, I go, you know, it's it's Kyle and this he's kinda like Kevin Hart, this other guy named Russ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't stop. The
0: uh I,
1: I'm always surprised. Who if would a Kyle celebrity. be in this whole thing? If I'm Ke- if it's I Dave am a- Cook, <laughs> wow. Take Cook, okay. Kevin Hart, and then i will be young Robin Williams.
0: You know, I'll t- I'll say you guys this: Ooh. if you watch Tourgasm, those those do break down. Uh, the other guy on Tourgasm was like a little kind of a, sh- a shorter, squirrelier guy, and the other guy was like sounds like me. a little bit bigger and had a gruff voice. I th- I think we might be on something here. Oh, told, did I tell
2: you guys about the iTunes review that I got on Simpson Leffco? No. It was I thought Lefko was a bald fatty. <laughs> and it was like it was like hey I listened to the podcast and then I saw a video and my mind has exploded. I didn't realize what he looked like and now I can't listen anymore. It was awesome, <laughs> and it was like I'm just kidding. But it, but yeah, I've actually had multiple, and I got a few tweets yesterday. It's like I just saw a video of you, and I I don't understand.
0: You you are an all time face does not meet the voice. Oh, character. I love it. That's like, true. And when you, I remember back in the day, I was a big Barsky guy, and when I first saw Barsky's face, it looks like a Halloween mask with the shrunken like facial features into the bottom quadrant. Are like, you saying I was, that's what I am? No, no, no. But oh. I was i was so like jarred by that it it took me a while to recuperate um you are an all-timer for that like all-timer
2: people seem to like my (laughs) voice but they also just don't think it matches with me and then when they hear me later in the day when i'm not like laying on a couch talking to you guys uh like they're also like adam's voice sounds different this is actually a great question and we're getting way off the rails what are your guys' recording positions? Like, where are you right now when you're doing this? Because we no longer are on video, so I don't know. Russell? Well.
1: I'm uh I'm on my basement couch. Okay. Uh and it's a nice large red overstuffed. How are couch. you
2: sitting on the couch?
1: I am laying across it. I am propped up along the side with two pillows behind me, reclined back and just enjoying. Ooh. I wonder why uh, your laying, voice is laying, low. You
0: can't project from that <laughs> position.
1: Laying across the couch. Well, that's actually a little bit better because my voice, you know, would come off so much higher. With the uh, the microphone going in front of me, I've changed the mic position. For the and now last it's not nearly as quiet. For as the it's last been. month
2: or two, I have done the podcast laying on my couch like Russ with a pillow, with a blanket, and I just sit here with the microphone, and I feel like I am recanting stories to Jack as he paints me like one of his friends <laughs> It's been amazing. <laughs> this is how I wake up. Are you up. holding the mic? And I just look out the window and I just see New York, and it goes from dark to light as we do the show. It's quite illuminating. It's Kyle, right. are you, I feel like you're at a computer desk.
0: I, I have a little desk. I'm not in my office. I have a little. Uh, we have a little desk in the like the back of our bedroom, uh, and I have a laptop up here because it's it's uh, the sounds better. Mm. It's a little too echoey downstairs. Yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm in a little like little small folding chair and a little desk on a laptop. But I'm hunched over the mic. Like oh, I, I'm in. Full projector.
2: Poor position.
1: wife. I'm just I'm That all has over to be something. Night. Your wife wakes up in the morning. If it's not your son that wakes her up, it's it's the sound of you recording the crossing broadcast. Nah, Good. she's
0: usually up. She's usually you up. You
1: know what? We should get your wife to call the fanatic. Yes. Nah, she yes. And Russ, him. your wife too. I think that could happen. Adam, get your uh, get your lady. Get your lady to call. I will. Be like, wait, Kevin Hart. Like wait. Yeah, Kevin Hart. But what? I'm kind of
2: I don't know. I, don't, I didn't like it that much.
1: Yeah, I,
0: I don't care about the, the look. So, What did you think about? I'm expecting. I'm expecting an athlete. Oh yeah. Beyond
2: that, but what did you think about like standing at midcourt and like oh. entering Embiid's interview?
0: I I didn't mind that. I think that was he, cool. He's he's at both games. He's cheering. He was at both games in L. A. He comes to a lot of games in Philly. To me, that he is he's probably the most famous. He's he's the most famous between him, M. Knight, and Meek. I mean, Kevin Hart is arguably more famous than, than the three of them. I think right now, the, to me, the rankings used to be um, Meek 1. I had Meek 1 because he's sitting with the owners. He's boys with the owners. M. Knight 2, although it was close there, and Hart 3. I think with the recent, if Meek gets out of jail here, he's got the whole city behind him. He like owns that number one spot for a while. If he stays in jail, he drops down. M Knight moves up to number one. <laughs> Kevin Hart becomes number two. So fucked up. I mean, Don't go to jail, bad. Meek. You're gonna go
2: down the crossing. No, broadcast. but like I mean, he's
0: got the owners writing letters. I was, I joked about it it's on the website, and Michael Rubin, who's one of the co-owners. Did you see the story, Adam? Like, are you familiar with how wild this this? Meek Mill jail thing course, is yes. and how it relates to Philly and the Sixers. Of course.
1: I would guess of the three of us, Adam would be the one who's no, up on it. Th- so
2: Ruben <laughs> is one of the co-owners. Said, Will Smith said, is... Kyle just said
1: No <laughs> No, Will's... it's me. This is this is the one time that I have been ready for this conversation. <laughs> no. I pulled the court transcripts. I've been sitting in the back this... live tweeting. The
0: Will Smith is a co owner. So Ruben. Writes the judge a letter, and now the FBI is investigating that judge and her relationships to of Charlie course. Mack, a local producer. She want because apparently she was trying to get Meek to— yeah to release an out with him, and he didn't, and then this was, like, vindictive, but then Charlie Mack, is best friends, the best man at his wedding was Will Smith, who's another, si- so you got, like, two Sixers co-owners on op- sort of opposite sides of this, trying bum, one bum, of them trying bum. to get, not that they're at odds, but you're trying to get Meek out of jail, the Sixers are throwing their way, Dr. J, fucking Rick Ross, like, if Meek gets freed because of this, he is the number one fan, and, like, it's not even close. If he's in jail for the next two to four years, then, yeah, I think M. Knight and Kevin Heart, it's theirs for the theirs for the taking.
1: I just need Will to really think about what Uncle Phil would recommend in this in this moment. Is he going to be on the right side of history or not? Rest in peace, Uncle Phil.
0: Who's Will? Will Smith. Oh. I missed.
1: That. Oh, but
2: I was going to say about uh, Kevin Hart. Kyle once said he was like, "Yeah, I'm just tired of Kevin, kind of like, uh, like kind of taking all the shine and all that stuff." And that's how I felt during the game. Like it was. But you know what? I guess it was Did good. they
1: show him on the Comcast telecast? Because he was almost never shown on the ESPN. He one. wasn't shown he was. that
2: much on Comcast. He was shown like a few times. He like mentioned yeah. the high five, but he came on the interview afterwards. Uh, they showed him like one time towards the end. Um,
1: Here's you know. why I like funny. It. it was I, funny I, when you would like see that he was wearing the red hoodie. And then if you looked at the bottom of the screen, you would see him up after every made shot. Like losing his mind. Yeah, it's fun. It
0: it is funny how when a guy's wearing certain color, Embiid was so
2: fucking good, dude. That fucking (laughs) dream shake. The fact that uh, we've never seen a stat line like this before. The fact that we have a player that, when the spotlight is super bright, embraces it and wants it to be that big, and he's gonna do shit like the when Michael Jordan had that one game where he like shrugged his shoulders and was like, "I'm just fucking can't miss him. And then, like, MB, like, you, f- it kind of felt like that. Where he's just, like, walking down the court and he's smiling. Like, he embraces it. Like, I... The fact that we had that podcast on Monday and I shit all over MB about how he's unathletic and it's not whatever. And then he comes out and has the Clippers game and then the fucking Lakers game. I am so happy. Like, I love being wrong. Like... This is the thing about talk radio that I think podcasts are better at. If It depends on the people, obviously. But talk radio, you have a stand and you fucking die on that hill. Like Nick Wright, LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. Then you have Colin Cowherd, like he was up against John Wall for years. And I bet you he was at home and he's like, man, this John Wall kid's pretty good. The good thing about podcasts, and I would do this if we were on local radio too, if I were to shit all over Joel Embiid and the next day I'd be like, yo, I was wrong. I was wrong. God
1: forbid, right?
2: And But it's, yeah, like people aren't willing to admit when they're wrong. But it's like, like I said after the Clippers game, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have judged him because he played the freaking Warriors. Like I didn't realize that you shouldn't judge players for being too slow when they play the Warriors because they probably make everybody look slow and I made a mistake. But... Holy crap! I was not expecting forty six, fourteen, seven, seven. Like that was, wow! It was unbelievable. Uh,
0: bang! Bang! No, I like mean, it, they, it re- they won he kept that game. To the line a foul.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, seriously. Like it, <laughs> uh, I think Mike Breen's head would have exploded if he actually had to call that game. Uh, but no, you're you're entirely right. I think one of the the storylines that I ended up being the the happiest about is you're out in L.A. two games. And, and I, I think there's part of you that worries about a young team. Um, you, you worry about them kind of getting involved, going out to the clubs. Like, it happens everywhere. But you worry about them getting caught up in extracurriculars. I remember TMZ, I think, had published a photo or a video or something of Ben at a club up to, like, 1 a.m. or something the night before the game.
2: Yeah.
1: And, like, and like that came out, and it's like, you you would expect that. Like, I would assume there's that that's what it's like in, in Philly as, as well. But they both came out, and and it's not like they showed any kind of uh, you know any kind of rust or or they they weren't ready to go. They jumped all over that Lakers team. The problem is that second unit, like they desperately need Fultz back, because when you're going up against the better teams in the league, you are not going to be able to to use this hodgepodge of players, and and somehow you know. Pull wins out against good teams. I mean, they're they're definitely missing Bayless. They're definitely missing faults. Oh, that second to unit when they come in, That's cool. it's it's rough. The, I got to go. Oh, and then
2: he went to One Oak. See, That's I didn't even, I didn't even to. see that. Neither Ben's, did I. There's too much fucking news these days.
1: Ben Simmons. Yeah. Here, Wait,
2: Russ, right. you have to go.
1: Yeah, I gotta go. Why? Because we have a, a wedding we're going to. My wife is the maid of honor. You love and it's Friday wedding. We have to. What
2: do you mean oh, it's seven twelve in the morning? By the time are she's they get married, she's getting
1: her hair done. No, she's she's gotta go and do all the uh the all the stuff. Is your wife this like morning. standing right next to you right now? She just texted me. She That's say, how I know. Uh-oh. That's how I know. I'm I'm in it deep. What'd when you get say? the in-house text, you're fucked. I'm in it deep. Yeah, you know,
2: what does the text say? Read
1: it. In your wife's all voice. Right, no, I got Come I got it. Upstairs. Go. It's it's not good. All right. Take um me. Okay. by the way uh, I don't think you guys are going to talk much about the Flyers' worldwide yep, genocide time. Not. They uh, they blew that game last night. Brian Elliott looked good in goal. Yeah, what happened? Um, I, I want, a, I want to point out. Tweet. I want to point out really quick I before I, I go. I saw a tweet that said that like they, yeah. they were like winning. No, they were. They were up two nothing, and then in like the last, I think it was the last thirty seconds of the game, they pull the goalie. They uh, the Winnipeg goalie. pulls their goalie. They score. Uh, it goes to overtime. Nothing really happens in overtime. They end up getting called for a penalty, which is dumb. And then they, the, Claude Giroux has the game on his stick opportunity with a made goal in the shootout to to give the team the win. He misses. They go on to lose. I want to point oh, out really I fell quick. Asleep. Because, did, he miss, because, did he miss high
0: and wide and clank it off the glass? No. Oh. Okay.
1: It went right into the goalie's pad. He tried to go five-hole. It didn't work. Uh, I want to point out really quick. Kyle made this really big deal the other day about – how they don't three have any topics, scoring way, Adam, and about three, and about how topics. they should be about how they should you know uh maybe blow up the top line the top line right now is third in the nhl in scoring with 65 points they're ahead of the malkin and crosby uh either line or that's great where's of, the second top line? three forwards yeah i don't know that's the point and on that 1989 best pop album of all time thank you
0: not the sixer bang oh god this the Sixers, um, God damn! I completely lost my train of thought. What were we lost on on it? the Sixers? What were yes. we on on the Sixers?
2: Oh, what is? What we is, were talking about uh, Embiid, and then we were talking about club scene.
0: Oh, club scene. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm re- that's like one of my X Men abilities—is like
0: restating us <laughs> a, a conversation. Pretty good. I don't have a problem. It, ben Simmons. The few pictures I've seen of him out. He doesn't see, he seems like the guy who he's so serious. I feel like he's the guy who goes to the club with like nine bodyguards and just stands there sipping on maybe one drink or potentially just Absolutely. like a ginger ale all night and just takes the scene in. And he wants to be there because he feels like he needs he to be there be and there. he's a superstar, but he's not actually partying. He's just standing there and people are admiring him. Like, whereas Embiid is just, Embiid's gronk. Like, Embiid is going out. He's having a good time. Nothing is stopping him, regardless of what is coming the next day. And, like, he could just put that behind him. It, Simmons just shows up and is like, I'm here. Yeah, you know? I so I, like I think he's
2: part of this younger generation. Like, I would always heard stories about John Wall, that he was so prepared for the NBA lifestyle that he does a little bit of the Jeter stuff. Like, when, if he's, if a woman comes over, they have to, like, give their phone up and put it in, like, a basket. And then, like... If he ever goes somewhere else, he sleeps on top of the cover so that there's never, like, with his clothes on, so there's, like, never a possibility, a picture of him, like, under the cover. Like, all this shit. Like, they just know the situation of avoiding, like, a social media disaster. And I feel like Ben Simmons is part of that younger generation of, like, I am here to secure bags and make money and do what I need to do, and I'm not going to get caught up in the bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he's, like, the ultimate... He already seems like the ultimate professional. Like, I'm here to win. I'm here to make money. I'm here to be a star. But you can't knock. I didn't see the post. I didn't even know this. But I don't think you can knock anything he has done with the way he's handled himself. I think there was some concern about people worried that he was a little bit, like, not Philly, celeb, you know, the whole documentary thing. But, man, like, he is so impressive To, to the point where I don't care what he's doing. Like, there are some athletes who are like... You do care because you know it impacts them. But, like, Ben, he, he just shows up every game. He, he shows up. He wants a win. He's arguably the best player on the court most nights. He doesn't look. You know, there are certain guys like that. Like, Lonzo Ball doesn't look like he's there to win. You know, now part of that is just his confidence and the fact that he's struggling. Like, there's a lot that goes into this. But there are certain guys, like even Stars, who show up and, you know, like Carmelo to me is good of a player as he is. Like, I never get the sense when I watch him that he's there to win. Like, he's just there to to hoop and get his. Like, I Ben Simmons is like, I'm here for my team to destroy your team. I really get that. Like, I really, truly believe that with him. So, I, I have – like, he gives off the LeBron vibe. There are certain guys in the league who, in all sports, who just go off that vibe. Like, Roy Halliday gave it off to the nth degree. He's probably the pinnacle of this. But they show up, and they are – it's it's a business meeting. Um. I really get that sense from him. You know, Fultz, I feel like, is too immature to give off that vibe. Again, struggle, but, like, you just get the sense, like, you know, he's taking pictures courtside with um, uh, Mayweather the other night. There's some photos on Getty's images. And he wasn't playing. It's fine. But it's like, you know, Fultz is, like, I think, taken in by the experience so far. And Bede is just – he's just who he is. He's just got a personality. But Simmons is like, I'm here to win. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Reddick's like that too, but he's he's – Every time Covington makes a shot, I feel like Reddick's like, shit, they're not having me back.
2: <laughs> it is tough. All right, Eagles, how you feeling? It's Dallas week.
0: <clears throat> um, I, I mean, I think they're going to kill them at this point.
2: Whenever I see a line when it's like a team that I think should be uh, like favored by a lot and they're only favored by three and a half, I get really fucking scared. On the, the road? The, a division not, game
0: on the road?
2: I understand. Well, Kansas City is on the road. They're favored by ten and a half. Like, Who are they playing? The Giants.
0: Okay, well, the Giants are arguably yeah, but the best like, team in football.
2: So, no Tyron Smith, no Sean Lee, no Zeke. You know, well,
0: I think the line was out before the, the Smith thing was official, right? Yeah, but it hasn't changed. There's a report from last night. I uh, Mike Garofalo, I think, put out that... Some with the Eagles think the Cowboys are full of shit and that he's gonna play.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So I you know, that might have something to do with it. But yeah, no Zeke. I don't know. I mean, I'll take a three point road favorite. Maybe it's I'll, I'll take a, a bit win closer. like
2: the thing is is I don't need Well, here's what's interesting. Actually, let's predict the national reaction based on the win. If the Eagles win by a lot, well the Cowboys this their Eagles are actually in a no win situation. If they win by a lot, we just saw Atlanta beat them up on the national game. So, oh, this is a Dallas stinks narrative. If they only win by three, then the Eagles aren't as good as we thought they were. And God forbid they lose, then the Eagles were a farce the entire time. I don't think it's possible for the Eagles to win in the national narrative.
0: You know what? I don't give a shit about that. Oh,
2: I don't even care. I just. (sighs) The problem is, is is when you have the best record in the NFL, it's like being the early uh, predictor for the Heisman. Instead of focusing on how great you play, they focus on the games where you weren't the Heisman. And that's the annoying thing about being the front runner. You know what else it's like being Kyle? It's like being in first place after the first lap in Mario Kart. You get all the shitty boxes, and then it's almost (laughs) a guarantee that you're going to get fucked later on. That's what it's like.
0: Do you like yeah, that? I, one?
2: You, someone gets I, a blue shell, and you're like, "Oh, you didn't beat the Cowboys by enough."
0: You're never getting lightning in first. Never. You're
2: not. Ever, you're no, not I, you're I, getting I, fucking green shells.
0: I agree with you. I think it's a great analogy. I'm sort of dumbfounded by how good it was. Yeah, I was um, the
2: spot of the dome.
0: That really was. And this goes back to my point from a week or two ago, or a few weeks ago. Where it's like, I every year there's a team who starts 7-1, and 8-1, and one, it feels like, 8-2, and two, something like that. And, you know, they just kind of, the steam, the wind kind of comes out of their sails. There's no steam on the ocean, I guess. Um, I guess there is if it's hot. Anyway, the wind kind of comes out of their sails by the second half of the season because, you know, now they're getting everybody's best game, where and they may not truly be the best team. I'm not saying that's the case with the Eagles, but, yes, like, we've seen this a thousand times. This is how I feel every year with Villanova because they don't play that tough of a schedule. They they just run a train on the Big East, and then it's like, how good are they really? And you're just trying to measure, like, how much are they winning by? Who Are, are they on the road against a, a top team? Do they give them at least a good game? Like, these are the things you have to measure, and it becomes difficult. I think I'm less concerned about it with the Eagles because, one, the perception doesn't matter, unlike college sports where it actually does. Or for an award thing, like it, it's all about the record, which is which is great. I like calling out idiots like Nick Wright because I think it's fun and I think they're disingenuous with the arguments they put forth. But generally speaking, like I don't care about the narrative. That's why I hate I hate these people like, oh, to beat the Cowboys at the best. Like I had people unironically tweeting me yesterday saying that, or I was you know caught up in tweet threats or like, oh, don't you want to beat them at the best? I'm like, I thought the person was joking, like they were a fan of the show. and I'm like, no, I think they're being serious. I don't care. Do not care because, first of all, it, it truly doesn't matter. Second of all, we've been on the other side of this so much, so much. For once, we're having some things break our way. Like, it doesn't matter. If we go out there and beat their ass and we're 9-1 and one and we basically sew up the division, like, what is the worst someone's going to say? Oh, well, yeah, they, they, they beat them, but everyone's Zeke, beating the them because they're without Zeke. The Falcons them. Them. Did you guys
1: mention the fact that Skip what? Bayless... I, I know. I, I got away for a second. Did you guys mention the Skip Bayless quote from the no, show?
2: No, because everything, no, because dog everything shit. he says is dumb. Okay,
1: so Skip shit. Bayless, really quick. Skip like hedged. Skip, Skip, Hedge. like the most Skip did this whole time. thing where he talked about the fact that the Cowboys are now uh, playing rookies and second year players on their defense and how that means that it's an unfair advantage for the Eagles. You may as well give them the NFC East Crown. What does he think the Eagles have been playing with all year? I mean, seriously. That's a kind of national perspective. Like it's no shock that they only have a hundred thousand watch or viewers on their show. And anyway, I'm back I saw, out.
2: I think I saw something on first take or one of the things, just the bottom line as I was walking through the office yesterday that was like, uh, Carson Wentz was like, I respect Dak and he's really good. And I'm pretty sure the bottom line said, Do we want Carson Wentz to be more like tough? Or like not be as complimentary? And I was like, I literally was walking and I stopped and I thought to myself, "Adam, could you ever live in a world where you have to make a debate out of everything?" And I went, "No, nope, that's fucking crazy." Like, I just I, the fact that people watch that shit is insane to me. Like, where they walk around, they're like, "I don't know," Skip Bayless said this. It's like, that's where we understand come that. back
1: to. There feels like there's that segment of of a fan base. Like we talk about this that there are certain writers who are writing to niche groups within fan bases and then we say well you know the the general population of that fan base isn't going to totally you know go all in on a four thousand word article or something like that and i'm starting to wonder like i know that these debate shows do well and there are times that i i don't. sit like they don't no, well skips they isn't they but like first first take is still to. doing pretty well the debate style does work i mean comcast is doubled down with that quick slant show
0: it that it, it doesn't Oh, hold on. It does not work. First first take is popular because it and had a lot of viewers because ESPN is on everywhere all the time. And, and it was also the, the
2: first of its kind.
0: Right. It was the first of its kind and it was good and whatever. But it's also like there wasn't there weren't Regional sports networks to the degree there are today. There weren't other national NBC and Foxes. There weren't competition ESPN was on everywhere if you were a sports fan you put on ESPN and whatever they threw at you you had to consume and for like 10 years like the aughts we just as a generation were like oh, this is what it is to be a sports fan We just debate inane shit. It doesn't mean it was good And it's and the problem is it's not good now like yeah first takes ratings are still fine I guess because ESPN's on everywhere. When you go to Fox and and, and Skip Bayless is getting like 100,000 viewers an episode, which is nothing on a national scale, it's like people are telling you we are not tuning in for this like you would have to consciously go to fox because most tvs aren't on fox it's not good quick slants is not good comcast is doing it because they see espn doing it. They're like, oh this must be what people want this must be what millennials want it's not we hate we actually hate it more than the previous generation that's that's the crazy thing but that's why i don't care about the perception because you're going to get a debate out of everything like who you know who cares i this like the concept of what are people going to just win like we are on the verge of securing buys like i i would be fine if the cowboys like their bus just got stuck somewhere and they had to run scrubs out for the game the eagles won 99 nothing great nine and one moving into the moving into thanksgiving i'll take it i do not care there's plenty of pitfalls in this league the saints look like they're getting really hot at the right time you're right the rams are good uh, the Vikings are good. Oh, like,
2: there was a year right in there. I, I'm by bad. the way, by the way, left there was an article lock.
0: yesterday, like from Pro Football Talk. The sorry, the or MMQB. The NFC is like the, is shaping up for a wild finish with these good teams. Oh, like yeah. there's plenty of pitfalls. Take left, the Cowboys being dead. Just take it.
2: Leftco lock. Vikings beat the Rams this Sunday.
0: Okay. Um, so, so should I put money on the Rams? Exactly. Um,
2: the one thing I will say is I will give you the uh, left go realism of the what could happen that could be, if it ends up being a close game, how it could happen.
0: Did you the put Dal- the covers over your mouth by any chance?
2: Oh, no, I'm just,
0: the microphone fell. Um, uh,
2: the Cowboys, the weakness of the Cowboys the last few years has been their D-line, and that is now their strength. And the one thing that I'm going to be really focused on for the Eagles game, if you want to know how I'm watching it, is uh, David Irving and Demarcus Lawrence are two of the better pass rushers in the NFL. And I am very curious how R.O. line will hold up. I believe that R.O. line is special. I think they're very, very good. But these guys are intense. They had a lot of success against Atlanta. They've had success all year. They could fuck up the game, Uh, so I'll be paying attention to them. And then the other thing is, Dak wasn't able to run against Atlanta because Atlanta's linebackers are very fast. I know that Michael Kendricks has speed, and I know that Nigel Bradham is very good. The one thing that I'm going to be paying attention to is, do the Eagles spy Dak And who are the linebackers that are going to prevent him from running the football? I'm not afraid of Dez. I'm not afraid of their running offense. I'm not afraid of their secondary. I'm not afraid of their linebackers, especially without Sean Lee. Those are the only two things that I'm focused on from a Dallas perspective that could be dangerous for the Eagles. The other thing, do you remember the Detroit game last year after the bye? The Eagles came out flat as fuck. And they they started off in like a twenty-one to nothing or a twenty-one to seven hole, and then they couldn't they couldn't just get out of it. That would that's my only other thing for the Eagles. The three things that I'm afraid of: David Irving and Demarcus Lawrence for the Cowboys, Dak's ability to run, and starting off sluggish after a bye. For me, that's the number one thing because that, that becomes the Riddick game. That was yes, it was the yeah. theoretic. It was the. Mm-hmm. Man, it was it was just a like if you like really look them
0: on those short swing passes for a while
2: all the whole fucking game. Yeah. So I am just looking at Doug Peterson after a buy, keeping this team motivated. We know Andy Reid is sixteen and two after a buy. They're incredible, and right now Doug is bye. zero and one after a buy. I want to just see how Doug keeps these guys up and ready and then the things that I said about for Dallas. Those are the only things that I think could lead to a non-Eagles victory, but I think they're few and far. Adam in
1: is way. is Sean Lee so much better? Like is he at a totally yes. different level yes. than than every other linebacker? Like than the Nigel Bradhams of the so world, Michael so Kendrick? So and, here's and so Kicks. here's the deal. Because like the Eagles oh, lose know. Because I'm saying like the no. Eagles lose one, but they're able schematically and with with other guys in their defense, they're able to to make up for the loss of like a Hicks. Why can't Dallas seem to do it without Sean Lee?
2: So Sean Lee is at that part of your career that it's like it's like the perfect part of a steak. If you cook it anymore, it's overcooked. If it's not cooked enough, it's raw shit. When Sean Lee is playing, he's at that Luke Keekley era part where. He has been around football for CTE. Well, that's the scary part. Uh, That's white linebackers. They have thin necks. They don't last long. Uh, That's (laughs) that's that's just you know it's body. But no, here's what I mean. He's been in the league long enough where he can predict plays and his film study is so good and he still has the athleticism to cover it, like to do it. There's the there's that Ray Lewis quote where he's like, my mind is going 100 miles per hour, but my body is slow. And Sean Lee is at that great mix where it's his mind is fast and he's fast. Hitchens is a good linebacker for the Cowboys. But this, they're, they're, the guy they took in the second round that was going to be that first pick, Jalen Smith, is his foot is just not good. The Eagles should pick on him the whole time. Like He's a huge liability, and it's sad to say, but he's a liability right now. Hitchens is good, and then Sims was telling me they have this young kid named Wilson who is fast as well, but... They've, they've lost their linebackers from years past. They used to have Dunbar. They used to have some other guys. They're just not there anymore. And, yeah, there's a huge drop-off for linebackers. And the the, the big issue, too, is their corners and their, their secondary other than um, uh, that one safety. I forget his name. Kid out of UConn. Um, they just don't have a lot of depth because they can't afford it because of all the offensive line they're paying. So... Yeah, they just – they don't have the depth. And the the, the Eagles with um, what Bradham – Bradham is just such a superstar that we don't even realize that he's a superstar yet that he was able to do the Hicks role. Uh, and the defensive line for the Eagles is so fucking good at all positions that it really makes it easier for the linebackers.
0: I'm just looking at you. Sorry. that was That was terrific. I was just looking at your tweet that you dropped in here from Jessica. Oh yeah.
2: I put a tweet tweet into the Slack channel. Uh, Shout out to Jeff Skierski. I actually do like Jeff. I preface it every time, but I've never seen a tweet with this many emojis in it. Uh, He just, and this is another another thing that I noticed. They retweet their tweets from like a day before to just build on the retweets and stuff. Momentum. But, But it's, it's, it's He's got- six fire emojis with Joel Embiid in the middle. And then he even has an asterisk emoji in there. And, oh, my God. It's right. <laughs> so, just-
0: Three fire emoji, Joel Embiid, three fire emoji, basketball emoji, first, first player in the NBA, NBA, NBA emoji, history with arrow pointing down, fire emoji, and then each line for 46 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, seven blocks. Three of those have asterisk. There's an asterisk emoji at the bottom, says career high. Then we have the fire alarm, hashtag Joel Embiid says he was only 69% tonight. I'm not even sure Jeff got the joke. Imagine Embiid being basketball at 100% emoji. <laughs> hashtag jojo hashtag 76ers it's hashtag unreal. sixers hashtag here they come. it's like art Sixers, but, but the
2: thing is is like it took up my whole picture it took up my whole screen
1: <laughs> i can uh i i, I can't help like, but notice that there are no like, stars in there and we actually got two uh two hold reviews on, russ,
0: hold, hold on russ hold i'm um, stop for one second just i am um, mid-sentence mid-sentence um I, and I've, I've completely lost my chance. I got that we were talking about his tweet. Um, oh no, it's like you, you, dude, when Vine was a thing, and like there was those vine artists who like mastered the art of putting together six second videos and they became famous, or you know, internet famous on Vine, yeah. I feel like Skaversky is that guy for the Twitter emoji game. Like he is an artiste at this. That tweet is beautiful. I almost respect him. I almost respect that tweet. I actually like Jeff. I met. Mean, he's a nice guy. But I almost respect this tweet. Almost.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I'm gonna look at his other tweets. Oh, they're. Crap. Every time tweets, I see I'm,
1: one
0: now, I think of you. I'm, a,
1: every I'm gonna, single
2: gonna go time. look at his art gallery.
1: <laughs> All right. So reviews. Did you know that we had a review on Stitcher because we did six months ago by Nikki Six? It said, "Great show. Love listening to this show. It's such a breath of fresh air." Compared fire to the Wasteland, that is Sports emoji, fire Talk fire Radio fire at this time. I didn't listen from the beginning, but I've been binge listening over the last week. Great work, fellas. Keep up the good work. And, of course, we have an iTunes review or Apple Podcast. Don't forget to go in there and leave a five-star review. The headline is five stars for three stars. Uh, R.D. Dreyer said, this podcast is awesome. These guys talk about what Philly sports fans want to hear about. Sign me up for Kyle's spot on rap takes instead of hearing about the last place flyers. Wow. Only thing that would make this pod better is if there were mini-pods with even just one or two of the guys after huge nights like Embiid on Wednesday. The two-day wait is brutal. Buy a shirt. They're cozy.
2: Nice. Nice. Uh, When did the Here They Come thing... Like, why is that Uh, our hashtag?
0: So, 109876 is Here They Come... No, I get that. Cheer. Okay, I don't know uh,
2: why that's like. I why love people, it. Why? I'm
0: all in, all in, because I think trust the pro. I mean, trust the process is always going to be a thing. But the Sixers have turned a corner this year, and I like the like we've now we've trusted and what's happened here. They come. How long has like, that here- song
2: been a thing again?
0: Uh, Adam Aaron brought it back in like 2012 when he went on that weird thing of like trying to act like he knew what the hell he was doing. Nostalgia. He, but, but yeah, but he did like you know he he was the whole mascot thing like he thought he could be a pt barnum and that doesn't fly in philly sports but he did a few good things the t-shirt cannon exists to this day credit to adam aaron the wilt uh the wilt chamberlain court that like he personally drove to get in the middle of the night in like allentown or some shit the sixers use that in the lobby of their practice facility it's pretty cool i think it's the lobby um they have another court uh, the, I think the old Spectrum Court in one of their meeting rooms, really cool. So, like, a couple of things Adam Aaron did have lived, um, and one of them is bringing back the 109876ers. So, I like Here They Come. I think that's the perfect hashtag for moving this thing forward. It's got a lot of potential. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. Uh, yeah, all in on it. Here They Come. Love it. All right. Love it. I sing it. It's great because it's like, oh, here they come. It's it's happening. That, sorry, yeah, that was a little... Little too much excitement for. Did you do
2: the iPhone update, or did you get a new phone?
0: I got the X yesterday. Actually, I'm so glad you asked me about this. The X came yesterday, so I did huh. do the update, and I got rid of the I the other day. But yes, the X the X has arrived. If you happen the Slack chat, you'll see poop emoji, uh, poop emoji talking. Um, soon to be featured on the website as Marcus Hayes. Really. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the big thing is the. Alright, so how's the phone? Oopay. What's
2: the early Kyle review?
0: Haven't had a ton of time with it yet. Oh, uh, opened it last night, you know, and then by the time all the you know restores from all the old apps, so I, I didn't use it a ton yet. A little bit last night. My, how was it waking up to it this morning? I barely have touched it today. It's sitting next to me here, but it. I will tell you, thus far, I love the size. Having gone to the plus for a year, I like having the thinner device you know the screen itself it's a technically it's bigger than the plus but it's longer so like in practice it's it's really just a little bit it's smaller than the plus but it's bigger than the regular phone but the phone device size is significantly smaller than the plus and it's easier to hold i have missed that i like being able to one hand the phone uh, i enjoy that the face id is terrific like true like really good like I have read enough reviews and enough of an Apple geek to kind of gauge the feedback and everyone has said just pick it up and swipe up. Like don't think about showing it your face. If you think about it and make it a step, it's it slows it down. Just pick up the phone and swipe up and if you're looking at it it opens and that's how it works. It's very it's very seamless. And what's cool about it is as you're opening apps and you're and it like has a saved password whereas previously said it said okay, access your old passwords Put you know your your password vault. Put your finger on the fingerprint sensor, and like we'll open up your passwords thing. Now that's all tied to Face ID. So as long as you're looking at it, and you're like yes, use my old password, it will just quick check to make sure you're the one who's looking at it, and boom, you're in. Um, very very impressed with that so far. I will have a better review, but yeah, th- thus far I am I like the size and the Face ID, which are two of the big things. So I'm I'm impressed. That's awesome. That's all I got.
2: Yeah. Uh, see how Russ isn't gonna comment now
0: he's not it's great they, they fixed the bugs not there like it's, it's it's fine it's fine there's a few the there's a few like things with the new size of the screen and the notch most of Apple's apps are okay some other apps need to be updated but there's like a, there's some cases where those little top areas like the ears where I think some apps including Apple need to figure out exactly what to do in that space and what you know how to best utilize it And but this happens every time, like when they came out with the retina phone, like some apps weren't updated when they came out with the bigger screen sizes like uh, publishers and and Apple needed to figure out what to do with that. So that'll happen over time. But, um, you know, like those are the few little quirks, but like no problems Um, like those things aren't issues. They're just things like, yeah, they can improve little spots here and there. But um, thus far, the phone is great, but I haven't used it a ton yet. So we will see. I like the size. though. I need need to go work
2: on my Twitter emoji game.
0: Are you getting one? You could do an emojis. You could do an if you get an X. Jeff Skiversky, like he could speak as one of his emojis. It'd be wild.
2: I don't. Th- I don't know if I'm getting the X. I don't think I am. You should. Not yet. Okay. I, I I think my phone's fine. I get I like the whole like needing to get a new one all the time is just too much. I want to go back to a nice cordless phone. Just walk around with a cordless phone
0: the old Zach think? Morris.
2: Yeah, look like at a nice big one. I All used right. to
0: have a headset in high school. This is, where, this is the weird hour of the show. I used to have a headset with a belt clip, <clears throat> a cordless one, you know, Fucking like Fucking hey. You know everyone's got that year in high school where you talk on the phone a lot. I guess kids now are just snapping, right? Yeah. But like did you have a year in high school where it was like, wow, we talked to girls on the phone?
2: Yeah, like a lot, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So we got, you know, we, we hit a vibe where it was like, you know, everyone do the group call thing and there'd be like six people on the phone. So we I got the belt thing. The, it had a full-on like headset, so there was a wire. So I would clip it on the belt or you know my pants, wear the headset, and I would sit in the beanbag chair and play NBA 2K on Dreamcast and talk on the phone with my friends for like hours. That that was that's high school Kyle. If you want to know what high school Kyle was like, you were definitely a Dreamcast owner, dude. It was worth it for that first 2K game.
2: Oh, Dreamcast was supposed to be next. It was incredible.
0: It was a good system. I mean, they just it's it. What systems don't work? It's all about developer support. Huge book recommendation. Huge book recommendation that our audience would like. I think you would like it too, Adam. Console wars. It's all about the war between Sega and Nintendo back in the nineties. Uh, it's very heavily slanted towards Sega. Like a lot of their execs were available for interview. But it's written like fiction in that they reek, like they tell you this up front. They kind of recreated dialogue where you know where there were stories. Like You know, so they would talk. They were a ton of interviews, extensive research. But they would they would take the encounters that people remembered and the the paraphrasing, and you know, turn it into a little bit of dialogue to make the story more readable. Excellent, excellent book. Like it's long, but it it reads well and it's super informative. Console wars, Nintendo vs. Sega. Trust me on this. Really good book. Highly
2: recommended.
0: Oh, it brings back so many memories just reading the book. Like, all about how Sega, like, came out of nowhere to really take on Nintendo and, like, and the, the things they went through. Like, it's really good. It's hard to explain. It's it's a really good book.
2: What is your uh, prediction for the Eagles game score-wise?
0: I thought you were going to say for the PS Pro. Uh, I, I, they got to put up 30. With that, I think they put up 30. I think it's, like... Cowboys come out and take an early lead because the Eagles are a little rusty, 3-0 or 7-0. But I think the Eagles wind up doing like a... I'll stick with my weird scores, like a 32-18. to 32-18. I'm going to go...
2: I'm going to go 23-17 Eagles. I don't know why. I probably predicted that score a lot, too. A little low. Yeah, I have a feeling that both defensive lines are are gonna uh be a little I don't know, dude. I have no fucking idea. I'm so bad at predicting shit. I'm really good at reviewing shit. I'm bad at predicting shit. But I'm gonna go twenty three seventeen. Enough. And uh, is Russ listening still? I mean he's fucking writing. Oh,
1: Forty two seventeen
2: <laughs> This guy. He's- like why does he what is he doing? I'm just picturing our here.
0: laptop on his kitchen table with two kids running around, his wife yelling at him to get out the door. If the kids were there, I'd be cursing. His this
2: isn't acceptable. Like, if I just said, hey, kids, listen, your dad was created in a lab by uh, two monkeys, and his real name is uh, Uncle Fester. So call your dad Uncle Fester from now on because that's his real name. And he eats deodorant when you're sleeping. <laughs> I, think I, hope you. I hope they're like gathered around. and I'm just imagining <laughs> Russ with his head on his hands just being like, these are my friends.
0: <laughs> I think we've gone off the rails. Yeah, we're off the rails.
2: All right, Russ's family, I love you. Um, m- remember, the canary is only going to chirp when you need to leave. Okay? It's there for your protection.
0: No idea. I have no idea what that means. Canary in a coal mine. Yeah, I get... Is uh, that a coal joke? Yes. Nice. It's the, only, it's the only jokes I have. You realize, like, I don't think the canary lived in someone's house, right?
2: No, it was in the coal mine, because when the canary would die, that was when you knew that you there was too much carbon monoxide. Oh, Really? Yeah, that's why the canary in the coal mine is a I, saying that tells you that it's something like. it's bad's going
0: to happen. I get yes. that. I always thought it's because. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I was wrong on this one. I always thought canary in a coal mine was like, there's an opening in the coal mine somewhere and a bird has flown in. And you know if the bird got in, like, I don't know, like the opening wasn't supposed to. Oh, gosh. I know what the phrase meant. I just didn't get the – and I I got that the canary being in the coal mine was a problem. I thought the presence of the canary was the issue, not the fact that it was dead.
2: No, so apparently canaries are sensitive to methane and carbon monoxide. So as long as the bird was singing, there was enough air supply, the dead canary, they'd be like, we got to go.
0: Wow. Why didn't they just get a CO2 detector?
2: Because it was like – because they're in the middle of wherever <laughs> in like the 1940s th- that was their technology they're like remember what it was like before we had birds like that was their big introduction was a like where the fuck were they getting canaries from anyway in the middle of Rustville who knows
0: what was, what was it like before we had birds <laughs> uh, guys Joe's yeah. dead <laughs> yeah
2: man I, I used to get all the coal but I'd have to hold my breath it was really hard. Yeah, shit. All right. Uh, so forty-two to seventeen for Russ. This was a good podcast, and it was brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Don't go to the city. Look pretty, Cozy Jewelers. Uh, we'll be back Monday. Uh, what else? do the Sixers have any games before Monday? Oh yeah, Sorry. they play the Warriors again Saturday.
0: Yeah. All right, so
2: Monday will be Eagles and Sixers beating the Warriors, which would be um, great.
0: Going to the Sixers game Monday night, uh, I feel like the game after a road trip, a, a big West Coast swing, that's a tough one. Players come home. The married guys get to re up their vows when they return home. And the Warriors
2: um, just lost to the Celtics.
0: Yeah, the Sixers got off. Did they? Wow. The Sixers yeah, got night. off today. Um, so they're going to be coming back like. A little bit of in a weird zone i feel like tomorrow i'm scared of that game i like i i i kind of think sixers have a chance but there's also a chance they just get their doors blown in coming off a road uh a uh, a road trip i will say that if they keep it up like they keep the pedal to the metal against the warriors my game on sunday Son- uh, monday against the jazz feels like the ultimate trap game big west coast swing big home saturday night tilt against the warriors jazz on a monday i i suspect Joel b doesn't play monday that's just a guess i don't have any information but if they had to give him a day off because they have portland on wednesday monday seems like the the day to do it so just prepare yourselves for the outrage when he has load when he's getting his load managed on monday if he comes out and plays against the warriors and that's right. fine. I want this team up for the Warriors. I would take. I would take not seeing him beat in person, so they could beat the Warriors.
2: That'd be a lot worse than your nickname being the process. Your nickname being the managed load.
0: That's I wonder right. if there's a guy. You think they have a guy? It's, it's whole, like what's job description? I managed
2: well to load. Okay, and that is everything. It's the last right. game off the road trip anyway. Kyle, I had fun. Uh, I'll talk to you on Monday. See you guys. Love you. Bye.